in your volume mixer. Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to Kings of Non Sequitur. Any topic, any subject, anything goes. With your host, Jay Andre. Hey people, welcome in. You have, in much less detail, the podcast. We are here with you live on a Saturday night, March the 26th, 2022, Kings of Non Sequitur. I'm Dre, he's Jay. I'm a little discombobulated because I don't know why my my sound is not coming through my headphones. It's coming through the computer. I'm going to, it sounds like I'm going to have to do the whole podcast listening to the feedback through the computer, and I don't know how crappy that's going to sound to anyone listening, because now you got the sound coming through my computer into the microphone in addition to my voice. So I don't know how screwy that's going to that's going to be. Uh, Jay, how am I how am I sounding? Do I at least sound all right? Yeah, you sound great. There's no there's no doubling of the voices, or so I'm not picking it up um, at all. Yeah, I turned down the computer volume to try to mitigate that. Um, so that's the good news. But the bad news is now I'm going to have trouble hearing you guys communicate because I'm not listening through earphone. I, I didn't change anything. I don't remember uh, doing anything to change how that works, and, and I don't know why it's doing that to me. So uh, it, it's fitting. It's what it happens when you, you get old, man, the technology starts turning on you. It's, it really is. It's going the way my brackets went. My brackets went completely down the toilet. You whip my ass for the second year in a row in the brackets. It's all over. I cannot possibly catch you. So congratulations once again to you. And Thank you. man, it, it wasn't even close. Uh, yeah, I, I started uh, noticing that on the uh, on the ESPN thing. There was a one point. I, I've been ahead of you the whole time, but there was one moment where you actually had more like potential points than I had. Right. And that, that went away quick. Right. <laughs> that evaporated with every one of my teams that, that I picked getting beaten. Uh, it, it went away in a hurry. So yeah, you, you definitely got the advantage on me there. Um, I'll take the win. Um, you know, I, 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 now that I've decided to, uh, not watch any college basketball and I can, you know, win in the brackets, uh, I'm just going to stop watching NFL football because that's barely <laughs> what I need to do now. The whole key just is don't, don't watch. watch. Don't yeah. watch. Uh, I mean, my bracket I, wasn't great, but, I mean, it wasn't terrible. I, I had, well, obviously, my, my champion got knocked out in the first round. Right. Um, so I thought I was cooked at that point. But, uh, you know, I, just my final four teams and my, my upsets, a, a ton of my upsets, really did come through I just lost my my champion early so I was I was feeling pretty good because you know I kind of dragged North Carolina for a while Houston I rode them for a while they they got knocked out tonight I had Duke in the final four they're on their way um so it, it wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't a convincing like we went to the final weekend and we we, we, we duked it out it, it was uh 
yeah, it was over pretty quick. But just like last year. Right. You didn't have to have a great bracket because my bracket was completely awful. When all of my teams basically go down um, in the first weekend um, or, you know, Thursday and Friday, I I got like no one left just about. No. (laughs) And the one Big Ten team that, you know, because I crapped all over the Big Ten. Yeah. But but I rode Michigan for a while. And they were the only Big Ten team that did anything. Otherwise, I had all the other Big Ten teams getting knocked out. you got to learn. Stop riding these Big Ten teams. They suck in the tournament. One of these days, I'm going to figure it out to, to lay yeah. off the Big Ten. One of these days. And that'll be uh, the year that it's like three out of the four teams <laughs> yes. in the final four are from the Big Ten. That's exactly what's going to happen. All right, we're going to forget all about the brackets because that's just a complete wash for me. That was No, no, I want to keep and... talking about them. <laughs> nope, nope, we're, we're through talking about brackets. It's, it's over. I'm, it. I'm done with that. We're going to move on to our Oscars preview, the 94th edition of the Academy Awards taking place tomorrow night. And once again, joining us to talk about that is Dave, the movie expert. Always great to have Dave on the show. Dave, how you doing? Pretty good. How you doing? It's good to be here. Doing good. I, I'm going to apologize already. I don't know what's going on with my headphones. I can't hear the show through my headphones. So any uh, interrupting, any, any sounds that I make, anything that's, that's going on with you guys, I'm not going to be able to pick it up very well because I'm listening through the uh, speakers on the computer. So uh, it, it, I'm definitely going to be at a disadvantage when it comes to that. Uh, but we're going to soldier forward, and, and I'm going to do the best I can. But uh, it's, I'm already uh, off kilter. We haven't even gotten started yet. Um, but I do want to uh, say that the, the one thing about the brackets being terrible uh, this past week was I, I had an opportunity to sit there and, okay, what am I going to do? I, my, my, the brackets are over. Uh, how am I going to salvage – Anything we got the two shows coming up uh, this weekend uh, as Saturday tonight the Oscars Monday uh, coming right back with our WrestleMania show. Well, I what I can do is I can do the best I can do and be the most prepared that I can be. So I actually watch some movies that were nominated Whoa. for the Oscars. I nice. <laughs> our, that's our that's our thing. That's our deal. Is me and Jay usually come on and bring you on because we don't usually watch anything. Pertaining to the Oscar-dominated movies, and you're the one that watches most or some years all of the Oscar-nominated movies. And this year, I actually watched a few of them. I watched three of the ten movies that were nominated nice. for Oscars. I, I can't believe I did it. I think I, I, I really, honestly think I did it because my brackets were so shitty that I said I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get my mind off of this. I can't, I can't watch basketball anymore. It's, it's so, it's too painful to watch. All my teams are dead. So. Uh, so I'm actually going to have some insight and uh, some opinions on, on three of the movies because I actually watched them. Um, so how many of the movies uh, right off the bat did you actually watch uh, of the 10 nominated movies? I've watched all 10. Whoa. Okay. There we go. And even I... Even a Japanese movie. Yeah. And I've watched none of them. <laughs> <laughs> I did my part. I yeah. held up my end of the bargain. Yes, yes. Jason keeping his perfect record, so that's good for you. Um, so, yeah, uh, I guess we can start uh, with the the movie that appears to be uh, going off of the betting sites. It appears to be the favorite to win Best Picture. It seems to be a two-horse race, and 
obviously, Dave, is the, this is why we have him on. This is why you want to listen to our Oscar preview show, because this is a man who's watched every movie, and he can tell you, does this seem right? Does it really seem like there was there were only two of these ten movies that really were the best, and the all were also rants? Because that's what the betting odds uh, seem to indicate, Dave. It's, it's a little surprising to me, but the betting favorite, according to, uh, you can find odds on, uh, there's an odd shark uh, website that I think references uh, Bet US uh, sports book. Who can you can find yeah. odds there? They have the power of the dog listed as their favorite at minus one hundred and forty, and wow. Coda as the number two pick at plus one hundred and fifteen, and then Vegas Insider has Coda as their favorite at minus one hundred and twenty-five, with Power of the Dog uh, second best at plus one hundred, and everything else. All those other eight movies are all. Uh, you know, 10 to one and, and more and much more, um, or, or actually King Richard is about four to one, uh, nine to two. Um, but yeah, basically the two horse race Coda and power of the dog. Does that seem right to you, David, or do you think there are other movies that, uh, should be seriously considered to, uh, for winning? Uh, I thought you were going to say power of the dog and Dune. Uh-huh. I thought you were going to say, uh, I'm surprised Coda is getting that much attention. Um, you know, it's uh, Power of the Dog. I was I was totally forced to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute! Someone had a gun to your head. What happened? Well, you know, I pride myself on watching these films, whether or not we do the show, and I and I. I had to sit through. I had to sit through that, grinding my teeth. Like, okay, can this be over? It ended up being actually a lot better than I thought it was going to be. The third act really changes the the mood of the film as they do, but uh, so that you're emotionally invested in the characters. I wasn't. I wasn't invested in these characters until the third act and and Power of the Dog. Okay. Um, but uh, I suppose if that's if that's what the betting favorites are, I'm I have my own opinion on on what will be best picture. It's neither of those films. Ooh, that's a teaser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to it, I suppose. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get to it. I I, I have to start with Power of the Dog because that's one of the movies I actually watched. And when we were texting earlier in the week. I was indicating to you, hey, I got some free time. You know, I didn't tell you why because my bracket sucked and I needed to watch something to take my mind off of that. But I was like, I'm, I think I'm going to sit here and watch some of these uh, Oscar-nominated movies. And uh, when you, by the time you got back to me, I had watched one of the movies. And your first text back to me is, well, you don't have to watch Power of the Dog. You can skip that one. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's the movie that I had already watched. Um. <laughs> uh, the power of the dog. So, uh, critic scores for these movies uh, as well that I have noted: ninety-four critic score for Power of the Dog, obviously very high. Uh, only seventy-seven uh, of the fan score, which is uh, oh. for an Oscar-nominated movie, pr- kind of low. It's not the lowest uh, of these movies, but it's it's, it's pretty low. It might be the second. Uh, let's see, third lowest, third lowest fan score of the uh, 10 nominated movies. So uh, a little That's bit to your point. All of those ratings were by Sam Elliott. 
So that kind of leads to to what you were saying, Dave. Is that it kind of drags a little bit, and then it, it makes you have to pay attention to to, to care about the the characters. And I, I agree with that uh, with that assessment. Um, but yeah, uh, four people nominated for acting awards uh, for this one as well. When you talk about best actor and and supporting actor and supporting actress, four different actors out of one movie. That's a lot. That's, I don't think that's yeah. unprecedented, but, but it doesn't happen often. That's for sure. Um, no. it's a pretty, it, it, it's a pretty little cowboy movie. You know, we'll, we'll get to best director and whatnot later. That's probably going to wind up winning as well because it is very uh, pretty, uh, visually, um, is, you know, and it's fitting giving the, you know, the tender relationships, uh, depicted in the movie, that it was also a, a pretty movie to watch as well. Uh, I, I, but I can't imagine it winning. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I can't imagine this uh, winning. It's, it's tense. You know, it's, it's dramatic and it's tense and, and you know, nice little twist uh, at the end. But, yeah, I, um, it's hard to me uh, to imagine this being the best picture of all, of all these pictures. I just I don't, I don't see that either. Yeah. Was it hard for you to sit through it? It wasn't hard, but it was kind of slow moving. And, you know, I, I did find myself, you know, kind of seeing it coming a little bit, the uh, the, the way it was developing. Uh, and that's not a bad thing necessarily to see things coming. Uh, you don't want to always have to have a, a shock value where, you know, it makes me think about the, the WrestleMania preview coming up Monday. You know what? You don't always have to have a swerve. You don't always have to be like, ooh, didn't see that. Um, yeah, you can just have a, a good movie with a good story uh, that that develops slowly, and I think that's that's what this was. It was a good movie. It, it developed slowly, and, and it made you have to pay attention, um, and that's fine. It, but that's that's just fine to me. It was, you know, it was a B movie to me. It was not a B movie, but uh, you know, the, a, a great a B plus movie type. You know, mm-hmm. it was it was okay. It wasn't that I you know it wasn't a movie that I, I sat there at the end and said, oh yeah, that's one of the that's got to be one of the best pictures of the year. <laughs> it, it was it was it was okay. It was fine. I, I, you know, I, I don't quite understand why it's such a heavy favorite, but but it is it is you know nice to watch. Um, but yeah, anything else uh, uh, struck you about that movie, or we can move on from there? Uh, we could move on. I, I just want to say it was uh, definitely. Uh, it was hard for me to get to attached uh, to get attached to Benedict Cumberbatch's character as a as a rustling cattleman, uh, a, a role I'd never see him in. This might be yeah. the only role in which he'd he'd ever play in a western as a, as a cowboy with chaps on. I'm like that just uh, is so far removed from where he's normally cast. I think that was one of the problems I had with identifying with that character. I mean, never mind the fact that he was a mean asshole. Normally, <laughs> I can identify with some of them, but <laughs> but uh, him, I could not. I, I just uh, I couldn't get past the fact that it was Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, it was uh, it was a little bit uh, arresting to to see him playing that role, but I thought he was very good at it. Um, you know, he's, he's, a, he's yeah. a hell of an actor. So but that, that's yeah. the, the best. I think that's the thing about the movie is that it's so clearly to me driven by the acting. It's, it's an, it's, it's a movie full of acting. It's a really, really acty. Um, yeah. It's, it's Oscar bait. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, it, yeah. it really is. 
um, and it's going to win. It's going to win some of these awards, uh, whether it's for actor or supporting actor. I, it's, it's, it, I just can't see a winning Best Picture, that's all. Yeah, um, neither can I. The, uh, so the other betting favorite seems to be Coda. So you've already said you, d- you don't agree with this being sort of a two-horse race because your winner is not going to be either one of these two movies. Uh, Coda rated very, very high, 95 critic score, 93 fan score. Um, movie about a girl who can go off to college to sing or she can uh, help her deaf family. She can't do both because she can't can't sit there singing and then talk about your, your deaf family and your family that can't hear you sing. It's really going to be one or the other, pretty obvious. Uh, I did not see this one. This is all off of the trailer that I'm uh, seeing that. It seems to be tailor-made for Best Picture, uh, getting sympathy and, and you know for the deaf community and also wrapped in a, a coming-of-age struggle. Um, one thing that struck me about the trailer is they talk the, the family, um, I, I think the mother, Marley Matlin, at one point uh, – indicates to the daughter uh, that singing is something that they take as like rude. Music is rude to to deaf people because they can't hear it. So for the daughter to even consider uh, leaving the family business and whatnot and going off to sing is like a a slap in the face to them. And I was like, hmm, the deaf see singing is rude? You can tell I haven't been around many deaf people in my life because that struck me as like, wow, I'd never even considered something like that. Um, So so what did you think of uh, CODA? Uh, I did like CODA. Um, To give give you an idea of how the family dynamic works is obviously she has uh, parents and a brother who are deaf and she's the only hearing child. And so she does a lot of the translating. There's a lot of marketplace negotiations going on because the families are fishermen. They have to sell their fish to the market. The prices rise and fall. Um, So there's a lot of negotiating, um, a lot of committees. uh, So she translates a lot of it for the family um, and goes back and forth between the market and her family. Anyway, and so the dilemma comes up where she wants to go to music school and that takes her out of that environment, takes takes her out of being the translator for the family. <clears throat> and um, that starts a rift within the family. Um, do I think it's worth best picture? I don't think so. Um, this reminded me last year, there was a, a movie called Sound of Metal which yeah. was all, which was all deaf, pre- predominantly deaf people cast as the drummer loses his hearing. Um, he goes to a school to learn sign language. Um, it was reminiscent of that. Uh, I liked it a, a little bit more because these were people who were extremely fluent in sign language. Um, Marley Matlin and I forgot the guy's name. Uh, Best actor, best supporting actor, Troy Coates? No. Anyway. Troy is that his name? Yep. Yes. As Frank, yeah. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he was terrific. Very crude. Uh, very, you could tell he's a captain of a ship by the way he talks about farting and sex. <laughs> <laughs> You know, has a has has a mouth of a sailor, I guess you could say. 
Um, but uh, as it being best picture, my sister loved the movie. Actually, my family loved the movie. My mother loved the picture. We watched it together. Um, but I can't say it's it's a best picture. I can't see it as best picture, especially with the other films in contention this year. Yeah, it, it kind of struck me as like right up right up the alley, like very sympathetic. Uh, it, Hollywood always loves to look at a a community that doesn't necessarily you know, get a lot of uh, support or, or spotlight on it. And sometimes it's the gay community. Sometimes it's the black community. Uh, this one being the deaf community uh, strikes mm-hmm. me as something that they, I can see them giving, giving a code of the Oscar and, and making themselves feel good about, you know, recognizing this community of people that were overlooked. Uh, they did that with last year's winner uh, with, the, with the nomads. Last hobos. Yeah. Last year yeah. Hobos. Nomad land. Yeah. Which I did not uh, see that coming. That floored me, no man land. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you guys yeah, called I, it, Dre. You called it. it. was a favorite last year. Yeah, I, I, I see it this year, too. If I, if I'm going to uh, spoil my pick because nobody's doing me to hear my picks anyway. But uh, Coda is my pick to, to win Best, pick, best Picture. I think it's uh, just a perfect opportunity. I didn't see the movie, so I can't say that it falls short. But the these other movies – make me wonder, you know, uh, how good they are. Uh, I, I, you know, obviously don't, I, I can't speak for uh, several of them, most of them, but two of them uh, that I did see, uh, the two others that I did see, I definitely didn't, they definitely didn't strike me as best picture uh, either. Uh, I can't, like okay. I said, I can't see, I can't see Power of the Dog winning, uh, but the other two that I saw, I think were not even as good as Power of the Dog. So. <laughs> wow. Well, this is what happens when you have 10 movies. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. We talked about that definitely when it when it first uh, expanded yeah. the, the field, and it's like, you know, sometimes they were struggling to get to five. Now we're gonna have ten. Um, man, <laughs> some years it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough sledding, and uh, I, I thought maybe it was uh, tough sledding this year. So you, I, I get the feeling Dave thinks it's a much higher quality field overall this year uh, than, than maybe I'm uh, than maybe I think. Is that is that the impression I'm getting? Um, yeah, I mean, there are other films here that I just ca- captivated me a lot more than CODA did, a lot more than Power of the Dog. Uh, you, um, did you have a winner in mind, Jay? Did anything strike you as, oh, yeah, that's, that's Oscar bait right there. Uh, you know, I'm sort of with you, you know, you, you already sort of talked about the way that the, especially more over the last, you know, more maybe 10 years or so, maybe even less, that it, it doesn't become so much about what's the actual best picture. It's like, what will make us feel the best for giving it the best picture? You know, I, I think the, the Academy has become very self-aware and it becomes more about like, let's check the box. What marginalized community can we give the award to this year? I don't think it's about what's the best movie anymore. What's the best filmmaking? I, I, I do think it's just, you know, let's check those boxes. And uh, you, you kind of said it, and uh, you know, Coda would be, oh, we haven't the deaf movie. Okay, check. Yeah, yep. <laughs> You know, I and, think that's uh, a good point, Jason. Because did you know what happened with the Golden Globes this year? Uh, no. They they didn't air. The network didn't pick them up. No network. They didn't even bother. Up. 
No, they didn't bother. They couldn't find a host. Celebrities were boycotting because the Hollywood foreign press is predominantly made up of one demographic. I don't know which demographic, but we could pretty much guess I it's probably wonder. older Caucasian male. Mm. I wonder. <laughs> Who could <it> be? <laughs> No, oh, I, you know, I, I understand you, you, you're going to get these situations where uh, these, these shows, uh, you know, they, they, they speak to a, a particular audience they get voted on by a particular group of people. And it, it just, you know, we, we had the hashtag, you know, Oscar's so white. And it just eventually you're going to get to a sort of a breaking point where it's like, okay, well, we're not going to even bother, you know, uh, figuring out uh, who's going to host, who's going to do a, because so many people are going to be like, you know what? I don't, I don't have to get involved in any of this anymore. I don't, I just, I'm just going to back away and not even uh, yeah. get wrapped up in it. I mean, look at what happened last year with, with, when, when Anthony Hopkins won and they twisted themselves in the pretzel knots to make the best actor award, the last award of the night because everybody was convinced it was going to be Chadwick Boseman and he died. Oh yeah. Right. And what happens, they give it to Anthony Hopkins, who, you know, is one of the greatest living actors, um, you know, and and is an all-time great, and gets the award. And he's, like, apologizing. You know, he has to film a video of him getting the award, basically, like, I'm so sorry that I'm an old white guy that you gave (laughs) me this award. It was, yeah. (laughs) So, uh, And I had that one. You did. You you did have that one, but, you know, they telegraphed it. And if you're going to telegraph it, you got to deliver. And then they didn't. And then everybody was like, oh, it's Anthony Hopkins. Show's over, folks. And everybody was like, uh, what? Like, <laughs> you, 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 you changed your format for something like on, on, a, on a guess that they were going to do something and give the award and, and you changed the whole nature of everything and it wasn't the best picture anymore and everybody up on stage and then the show ends it was basically uh and best actor Anthony Hopkins and then like let's run off the stage <laughs> before the like, tomato oh, starts uh, flying <laughs> oh shit you're waiting for the you're waiting for the the whole moonlight thing again you know uh. <laughs> Like, well, no, no, wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. We got it wrong. <laughs> they did run out and change it. No, you're you're absolutely right, Jason. They they changed the entire show to set up the uh, the big main event finish like it's a wrestling car yeah. because we're gonna get the the, the feel good moment and get to pat ourselves on the back for for being woke and giving the black guy the award. And oh shit, we accidentally <laughs> gave it to the actual best the, actor. Uh, bye, I folks. I think the best joke I had on the show this whole last year was when I said that I was waiting for him to run out and say, no, no, we created a new category and it was going to be best act, best deceased African-American actor. Right. <laughs> and then Anthony Hopkins would have won that too. Hey, hey! <laughs> that would have been a nice trick. Yeah. Um, I thought that, yeah. Been a, that was, that was my idea for like a comedy skit. You actually said that was a pretty good one. Yeah, SNL would have done that if they were still into, you know, interested in being funny. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah. So I looked up and down the list, and I was like, okay, we, you know, we can't, it can't be Power of the Dog because we just did, you know, we we just had a uh, we had Moonlight, right? So we had the gay movie, that was a few years ago. So last year we had the, the hobos, and so what? Yeah, this is perfect. This is the perfect year to get. We got to get the deaf people. Let, 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 you know, <laughs> and everybody will do their deaf clap, 
And uh-huh. you know, they did the black gay people. They, this is different. Yeah, this is the cowboy. So we gay checked people. two this boxes is... with moonlight. So yeah, we're golden. No, but they got to do the others now. They got to do the cowboys. They got to you know go back. <laughs> Like the 1900s Montana, though that's that's the marginalized group we're going to highlight now. Uh, no, I, I I don't know. I I I don't know about the two horse race about these two movies uh, being the best. But uh, to get the other two movies that I saw out of the way that I thought weren't even as good as uh, Power of the Dog, I saw uh, at Dave's recommendation. He said to go in on that Don't Look Up movie, which was the, uh, the is, I think there's zero chances wins, but it is the ultimate, you know, snarky, uh, making fun of people who aren't very smart. This is, they're going to, some people are going to play this movie on repeat for the next 20 years. Like this movie, <laughs> for, for certain people that love laughing at the, at the people that are science deniers and climate deniers and all that, they're gonna. They think this is the greatest movie of all time, and I and I understand that this is movie was written and performed for or for a specific audience uh, of you know sort oh, yeah. of cultural elites, um, and they're gonna love this movie. I liked it. It was, but God, best picture? Hell no. Um, you know, but I, you know, I'm I'm all about laughing at the uh, the do my own research people and the the people who who deny science. That's fine. That's that. But to make a whole movie out of that, that, that was a little much. Um, Little you know, one, point, one of the characters perhaps. just looks up and is like, what the hell happened to us? And, and I think that's kind of the point of the movie. Like, what what are we as a people that we, uh, right. you know, I- ignore things that are going clearly wrong just because it doesn't fit our, our ideology? Um, so I, I get it, but best picture? Absolutely not. Plus 6,500 on Vegas Insider, oh. plus 8,000 on Odd Shark, so pretty long odds. And uh, interestingly enough, by a mile, lowest critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. 55 critic score. Lowest critic score? 55. Oh, my God. And 79 uh, on the fan score. Um, So uh, don't look up. Uh, What's your opinion? Like I said, I liked it, but, man, it's just for a really small, like, uh, portion of, of of the people out there that, can sit through two hours of making fun of a, of a group of people. That's, that's a lot to me. But it's also made by the people and for the people who these award shows are catered to. <laughs> Nobody loves, they love them some them, right? They, they are the, they're the Terrell Owens of, of, of entertainment. I mean, nobody loves that sort of like wink, wink inside baseball thing. Like, like Hollywood does. That's for sure. Uh, that, that's why something like this gets made. I think I, I, I don't think this gets made uh, twenty years ago necessarily. Um, so, Dave, your your opinions on, on Don't Look Up? Uh, I loved Don't Look Up. Uh, okay. It was uh, I didn't get it at the beginning. I watched it maybe three times. Um, I didn't catch it at the, the at the first viewing that it was a it was a metaphor for climate change. Um, yeah. Well, I the first time I watched it, I thought it was a metaphor for stupidity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. and the current and the current and previous administration uh, political climate. <laughs> that's what I, I took think away that's from all it, the first viewing. Yeah, 
especially with wearing hats, don't look up, yelling into the camera. And I was like, oh, this is reminiscent of 2020, 2019. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is, this works well. For those reasons, I wanted to invest Vixer. Um, right. For, for those, especially the, the uh, strong connection to climate change. I didn't even, it didn't even occur to me. I know Leonardo DiCaprio is a huge climate change advocate. Um, I, despite watching it the first time, it didn't even occur to me. I don't know why, but I loved the film. I thought it was freaking fantastic. Uh, I do have <laughs> another, I do have a backup that I loved just as much that I've watched uh, maybe four times. But okay, we'll I was going to say, one. is this your, your best picture pick? <laughs> well, it is one of my best picture picks. I am leaning, right. I mean, I, I was I was probably 60-40, 60 in favor of Don't Look Up until you gave me the critic score. Of, what was it, 48? 55. <laughs> 55, geez. Which I'm surprised. I mean, Adam McKay, he does... Uh, does pretty good maybe except for Anchorman 2 but <laughs> he does pretty good with with his movies uh, I, I, Vice I Vice was nominated for Best Picture you were surprised what? Oh, I wasn't that surprised by the low critic score because like I said it's really hammering home on a, a, a certain population and even the people that agree with the the hammering in general, and I'm one of those too. I I, I love the snarkiness as, as much as you do, but it's like, man, you know, two hours later, okay, we we, we kind of get it. They're, they're not very bright. We know that already. Yeah. Um, so it's you know it, it's very heavy handed as far as that goes. So that's why I, I was I was a little surprised that it was even you know I wasn't surprised it was nominated for best picture, but I was. Uh, surprised that it was as as hyped up but there were some people you know that you know that i respect a lot like on on social media that were like this is the greatest movie and we're just i so i was you know excited to watch it and you know like i said it was, i liked it but for for some people like maybe you you're gonna watch this movie another you know 50 100 times because it's that uh powerful and and the message is that uh, important and I understand and agree with that but man it is uh, after a while it's like okay the the, the dog is dead you, you've hit it and you killed it and it's you know the blood yeah. is flying no no, no I agree All with right. that yeah. um, okay so I'll uh, then I'll talk uh, about the other movie that I did see and then I'll get out of out of your way Dave and that was uh, King Richard about uh, Venus oh. and Serena Williams uh, father uh, Will Smith starring in that role, nominated for Best Actor and a Heavy Favorite to win that. Uh, King Richard, uh, sort of in the middle, betting-wise, uh, plus 4,000 on Vegas Insider, plus 3,500 on uh, Odds Shark. Uh, high critic score of 91, and even higher fan score of 98. Highest fan score of all the movies nominated this year, 98. And that's, man, 98. That's like Everybody who came out and watched that movie must have loved it. And I I liked it. Uh, again, you know, best picture? Uh, I don't know about that, but I, I liked it quite a bit. You know, it's 
and it's, it's hard to mess that story up too, because you know it's such a great real life saga. This guy that has no clue on how to get his daughters into tennis and really, you know, doesn't have any idea how to get them a coach. So he just kind of plugs away and does it the way that he knows how, and eventually uh, winds up getting them on the right path. Um, the, the people who made the movie, they, it's hard to mess up. They don't mess it up. I, I don't think Will Smith making faces is worthy necessarily of best actor, but he's a heavy favorite for that. So I guess they're going to give it to him. Um, but the movie <laughs> stuff, it, the movie had the right touch to me because to me, it, it, it could be heavy handed on, on, on that side as well, because there was some depiction of what they had to go through, like, you know, prejudice wise and uh, other kids and other parents looking at them funny and saying things under their breath and this, that, and the other. but they did, they definitely didn't go in hard on that angle because that could have like dominated the movie. Um, so they did touch on it, but they didn't touch, uh, you know, too much on it. And I, that's delicate. I think that's, I think they did a real good job of pulling that off because you could make the movie just, you know, just about that if you wanted to, because I'm sure the stuff they went through was probably unbelievable. Oh, Sure. Sure, if not worse than what Tiger Woods went through. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and being two definitely. young women. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so your anyway, thoughts on, yeah. uh, on on King Richard? I wrote in order. Uh, I printed out the list when the nominations were out, and I wrote down in order from one to ten <laughs> the the number in which I wanted to watch the films uh, from least likely least wanting to see the film uh and king richard was like in a number three i was not enthused to see it i think belfast and uh drive my car were like one and two (laughs) and so i was like i didn't want to see it but it actually grew on me instantly it was an immediate connection to the family in the first act um totally surprised me because i thought it was going to be another like uh pursuit of happiness you know, yeah. uh, Will Smith produced this film, so I was like, I was expecting something along the lines of Sabi Man, you know, dragging his girls to the tennis court. But it was a lot more than that. And right. it, it, it actually motivated me to look into the true story, looked into their old uh, interviews when the girls were working with Rick Massey. Um, uh, it made me look into uh, Will Smith's character uh, I'm trying to think, what was his name? Richard Williams. It made yep. me look into Richard Williams' character, his previous marriages, uh, what was he doing now, all because of I watched King Richard. So, <laughs> uh, so Will Smith doesn't have an Oscar. Uh, he and Jada Pickett Smith did boycott a few years ago. Uh, I think maybe 2018, 2017. Um, but uh, if he's favorite, I'm totally down for that. I he, I have him down as a tie with, uh, oh no, no tie. I don't have him as down as a tie. I have the best sporting actor down as a tie. So, okay. but yeah, I ended up loving the film actually. Okay. That was one of the ones that actually turned me like totally. Uh, Power of the Dog didn't turn me. I was that was maybe like number four on my list. I was like, well, I'm glad I got that out of the way. <laughs> Whereas King uh, I Richard, think... I actually might watch again. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I think the the high compliment I can pay to King Richard is when it ended, I was like disappointed, like I was ready for more. And oh uh, yeah, so, you know, they they went. It, it was built. It was built that well. It built up the the drama, the tennis depicted was was well done. Um, you know, a lot of these sports movies they can depict uh, the sport being played in a way that sports fans look at it and go, oh no, that's not no, that's not realistic at all. That, but I think they did a, a good job with the scenes with the with the tennis scenes. Um, and yeah, when they, by the time they get to, uh, Venus and her first big tournament and, and everything that happened after that, um, and that's where it ended. And I was like, oh, I, I was, I was ready for the next set. I was ready for them to, to get to Serena now. Uh, right. So right. That, that's a compliment. Yeah. All right, so, um, Well, those are the pictures that I watched. Got those three out of the way. Uh, so we have. Did we cover the the picture that you're going with for for best picture? Is that a is that still uh, still to come? That's still looming. Okay. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can. So whichever one you out. want to talk right. about next. What? Yeah. Because I'm trying to figure out which one that's going to be. I'm I'm trying to guess which one uh, that you're going to go with for for your. Next picture. I have a guess. I have a guess. Okay. As well. That it, of what it, I think it's going to be Dune. Okay, I think it's going to be Belfast. Okay. I, I, All right. Which I'll one of us say is Jason's on? right. Of course, and Jason's Ella. right. <laughs> Everything was wrong. My brackets were wrong. See, you had to listen to the show because he telegraphed that at the beginning when you told him what the top two were, and he goes, "Oh, I thought Dune would have been in that." I was like, "Ah, yeah." yeah <laughs> yep, he, he did say that. He sure did no, say I that. Didn't even... All right, so you you Dune. named the show the Prince Who Would Be King. Did you do that on purpose, like? Yes, that's me trying to be smart. But okay, I mean, but that's not a uh, that, that wasn't my pick necessarily. I didn't do that because I'm picking King Richard. I just did that as uh, just picking a, an angle. You know, the, one of the angles is you know the Fresh Prince trying to, to play King Richard and stepping up to to, to get the best uh, picture. Okay, you know, because that, there is an to angle be... there to Dune. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did not think of that at all. One hundred percent, I did not think of that. That's you that did that one. So yeah, uh, yeah, that was me. There, there. I don't. I can't. Well, I, I don't know if I'm giving much away, but anyway, you want to talk about Dune next? <laughs> well, sure. The, uh... Well, we got. Okay. We got to get. We got to get your best picture, and we got 18 minutes of the live show left, so we at least got to okay, get. Okay. Your, so we at least got to get your best picture out of the way. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so Dune was uh, visually amazing, and it's if, if if anyone gets to watch it in IMAX, I highly suggest. You do that, of course. I don't know where you would find it now, but if it gets re-released as a commemorative Oscar win, you know. Uh, but anyway, it's definitely worth surround sound and on a big screen. I'm sure there's a um, one stadium in, in Omaha, Nebraska that's still running. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got to seek it out there. Yeah, yeah, the so, remake of a of a sci-fi story. I, I, I remember there was a Dune out well, in you know in the yeah, 80s. There's was, oh yeah, it's the David Lynch one, but it was a book. So yeah, but this is yeah, a I'm less not... less like the the 
you know, my understanding is that this is, you know, it's obviously designed to be a multi-part story. That the, the it's not it takes everything that they tried to stuff into the uh, the movie and this spreads it out a little bit more. So I, I know there's a sequel coming. It's set up for a sequel. So I do know enough about that. I actually did watch the first 20 minutes of this and just was bored out of my mind. So I couldn't. Keep yeah. Watching. Yeah. No, no, no. It takes a minute to take off Jason. No, I totally yeah. agree with that. I would, I had took me a second time to watch it to appreciate it. Cause the first time I was, I was bored easily first half. Um, but what they're doing is they're obviously, anyway, setting a premise of what the family looks like. Because, I mean, to spoil stuff, you know, uh, Timothy Chalamet's character is about to inherit a throne. Which is why I thought you were making a nod to that, the prince who would be king. But, uh, yep, that, we'll, anyway. we'll, we'll go with it. It makes me sound smarter than I am, so we'll go with it. <laughs> So, yeah, my impression just off the trailer is, you know, you get the a man about to go to a, another planet and fight for his people, uh, but exterminating those people would be problematic because he falls in love with one of them. So it looks very, uh, looks very expensive. <laughs> it's like a yeah. very expensive movie to make. Um, but but how how uh, online is that with the actual story? Because again, I'm just going off the trailer. Um. They have to farm spice out of a desert. Spice is the most expensive substance in the universe. It's um, drugs. It's heroin. Yeah, it's drugs. It's basically drugs. It's heroin. Oh, right. Yeah, it's space heroin. That's all it is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> got it. Anyway, and uh, everything else you got right. Uh, they they don't want to heart the Timothy Chalamet's character. I forgot his name. Uh, he doesn't want to hurt the people on the planet. Uh, he just wants to, he wants to carry on this job that his family has been in charge of, of getting the spice, getting it off world so that they can make money. Um, the big, the big twist is that there is a, there is a competitor. There is another planet who's a competitor for that spice for the most expensive uh, you know, element in the universe, not element, but substance. Um, anyway, and they end up killing Chalamet's family, um, and he ends up being an exiled. He's being also trained by his mother to do this uh, voice thing where he commands people to do things, and they absolutely do them. It's like he controls their mind. <clears throat> Like there's a moment where they're tied up in the ship and he tells the guy, untie my mother, like in this really deep, deep bass voice. Um, and the guy unties her. So he's also learning that from his mother. I forgot what they call it, uh, but it's a sci-fi picture. So <laughs> yeah, that goes along with that. Yeah. Anyway, okay. uh, I ended up loving Dune. It's 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 my tie for Don't Look Up. What was the critic score for Dune? Eighty four critic score for Dune and ninety on the fan score. So pretty good. Okay. 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 Uh, plus and that'll be plus my five thousand sure. on, on on both sites for uh, as far as betting odds. Okay. 
make some money on that one. Yeah, if you, if you really believe in, in Dave's picks, go and go and put that down five to one if you can get it. Don't hold me responsible. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's picks and are not his official advice uh, <laughs> for entertainment. If you have a problem, if you have a problem, get help. <laughs> I want to be a gambler if you're betting on the house. Uh, so that's your pick is due. Mine is Coda. Um, you did mention Belfast earlier. That one is sort of the looks like about the third choice basically, but it's still plus fourteen hundred. So you know, a ways off from the favorites. But uh, you're not you're not going to find any better odds on the other movies uh, than that. You know, outside of Coda and Power of the Dog. Uh, Belfast, 87 critic score, 92 fan score. Um, from the uh, trailer, looks like some uh, Ireland infighting back in 1969 or so uh, through the eyes of a nine-year-old. Looks very, you know, touching, tender, tugging at the heartstrings, like an Irish Wonder Years. So, what did you think of Belfast? Um, I liked Belfast. It was. Uh... It was like number two on my list. I was not looking forward to seeing it. It did grow on me. Uh, something I did not know was that it, uh, it's Kenneth Branagh's biopic, self-biopic. I want to say autobiographical, but he did inc- obviously he did include some uh, fictional characters. Um, but it, he basically made the film uh, to reflect his upbringing in Scotland and Belfast. Um, and how there was a war between Protestant and Catholics, which I was really surprised. Uh, that is still a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, religious fighting will always be a thing, believe me. <laughs> That's never going to I away. suppose. So, so it really was an Irish wonder years then, Scottish Irish. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And, uh, I've always liked Kenneth Branagh, uh, the stuff he does. Um, he's also a classically trained Shakespearean actor, so of course he hired, uh, uh, what's her name, Judy Dench to play his in-film grandmother. Yep, um, nominated so, for Best Supporting Actress. Yeah. Yeah. Not much more yeah, you know, and, and, and the academy just—they've they, got their—they've got their their stable. You know, it's like you just put these people, some of these people in a movie, and they're going to get nominated. Doesn't matter what yeah. they show up for. Yeah. Well, that yeah, reminds right, me of my, and that reminds me of Nightmare Alley, which is a, a massive uh, group of acting talent in that movie. That looks like that carries the film. Um, 80 critic score, 68 fan score, which is uh, second lowest, um, and longest odds on the board for out of the 10 movies, plus 15,000 wow. if you want to bet wow. on Nightmare Alley wow. to win Best Oscar. Um, so what did you think of uh, Nightmare Alley? A, a mysterious look, like, it looks like into the carnival world where a bunch of con men abound and con women thrive as well. Uh Looks like acting is really uh, is going to carry that film because uh, the, the plot didn't really look like something I wanted to follow. Yeah, 
No, right you are. Uh, it's it's carnival scene. The guy learns how to read people and he communicates with the dead, you know, using tricks, uh, getting back, uh, getting pre-information. Um, and uh, he learns these tricks from the carnival. And then he takes the show on the road and does a solo act, um, in which he then is commissioned by special people um, to do a private reading. Um, and then his luck changes for the better and then for the worse. Um, I don't see a winning Best Picture, uh, despite all the amazing people in the cast. I mean, Willem Dafoe and Bradley Cooper, David Stratham, Tony Collette. I mean, it's like nonstop. Yeah. Um, uh, Kate, uh, Kate Blanchett. Yeah, that was another one. I was like, wow, they got everybody in this movie. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of heavy, heavy hitters, but uh, slightly, I mean, it's, it's just, it's, I, I don't even know who they could go against in which they'd have a shot. Uh, that's why they're the highest on the board. Um Let's get to the lowest fan score movie, which was Licorice Pizza, which just based on the title, I don't want to watch the movie. Just sounds that sounds disgusting. <laughs> uh, 90 critic score, only 65 on the fan score. Lowest of all the nominated movies, plus 8,000 for the uh, odds. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson style uh, teenage love story set in Cali in the seventies. Sure looks like a Paul Thomas Anderson film just based on the on the trailers. Very uh, colorful, unique backdrops and color schemes and quirky humor and uh, looks like a, 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 a niche type of movie. A really really uh, specialized type movie for for people who are fans of that of that type of humor. Yeah, it's. Uh... Uh, the trailer is a lot better than the picture. Oh no! I, the trailer <laughs> takes all the best parts. That's not going to look good on the poster. <laughs> You're not going to use that as a tagline. <laughs> the, they take all the best parts of the movie and they shove it into the trailer, and it's oh, the rest no of it good. is they. You know, they do get into some shenanigans, but it's like three times in the whole film. The rest of it is the, is the chemistry between the two characters. And not only that, he's playing a, what is he? He's playing a 15 year old. She's playing a 25 year old. Oh, so there's a 10 year gap. No, wait, is she 20? She might be 20. No, I think she is 25. Anyway, um, regardless, (laughs) When you watch the film, it's it's an obvious when they state their ages. If they, it's like the like the fourth or fifth line in the film, they introduce their age, um, and right off the bat, you're like, how are these two ever gonna <laughs> get together yeah. with fifteen and twenty five? <laughs> yeah, I don't think you and can make that 15. movie about a twenty five year old man and a fifteen year old girl. Oh, I that can, that can get that, yeah, they find that movie on your laptop, it gets impounded. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, I used to joke with my niece who was a Twilight fan. I'd say, you know, that movie's about a hundred year old man going to high school hooking up with chicks. <laughs> that's uh you just broke it down. 
Hey, hey. <laughs> That, that, that does not sound like a movie I want to see, uh, especially after you say the best parts are all in the trailer. That, that's no fun. Yeah, it's it's not worth it. It's not worth watching. Of all of all the movies, it's my least favorite. It's uh, uh, I don't know what Paul Thomas Anderson was thinking. I, I normally like his movies. Uh, it was reminiscent of Boogie Nights, but unlike Boogie Nights, it had nothing going for it. Nothing going on. Just them yeah, walking I like Bo- around moping. <laughs> oh, no, that's that's no good. Yeah, I like Boogie Nights a lot. Yeah. Uh, highest critic score is actually the Japanese movie Drive My Car, 97 critic score, only 78 fan score, uh, plus 8,000 or plus 10,000 on the odds, depending on where you want to go. A uh, guy who lost his wife and, and finds coping in a connection with a young woman assigned to chauffeur him uh, looks very... Uh, deep and introspective, uh, but of course, going to be hard to follow for us Americans uh, having to go through subtitles. Oh, reading is required. Oh. <laughs> well, um, the best thing about this film is, and this might be why it gets best picture, is they use several different languages in the film, including English. Um huh. And what the audience is supposed to do, it's the audience is supposed to interpret their facial movements, their gestures as language. Um, there's even one woman who does sign language, Chinese, or and I don't know if it was Chinese sign language or Japanese sign language, but anyway. Wait, wait sign language has different languages? I'm so confused. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not going to yeah, be able to follow all that. <laughs> yeah. And the scenes with him and his wife. Universal. Right, right. One would think, <laughs> like math, but uh, yeah, like if I'm like deaf and I go to another country and I'm doing sign language and <laughs> I could be like like telling people to fuck off. Right. They're looking at you like. I right. not even know what it. You say. Okay. Who, who knew? I learned something. This show is also educational. Today yeah. I learned there's different languages in sign language. Yeah. How about that? So uh, there's there's scenes with him and his wife that have no dialogue, but you could tell exactly what's happening with between them. Um, like well, no that, dialogue that, that, for that's actually minutes. Good. I mean, that's actually good filmmaking if you can do you know wordless storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that takes really good acting skills. I know that. Um, it seems like that might be uh, interesting to check out. And then uh, West Side Story. But we Story. already did the we did the foreign movie with Parasite. Check that won't win. Yeah, and right. Minari. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, oh man, I I actually saw Parasite uh, this past year. At the, we were in a hotel and I and I was I checked it out because there was bad weather outside and whatnot. And man, that movie, whew, that was a that was an event. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, so I'm glad I watched that. By the way, anyone listening live, uh, to catch the rest of our show, you'll uh, subscribe to our podcast uh, in much less detail, uh, or you'll come back to the live show page uh, sometime tomorrow. Uh, the whole show will be up, uh, the live show and the after show as well, just for those uh, who happen to be tuned in live um, as we get into our after show, uh, where Dave will talk about uh, West Side Story. West Side Story, which we've been avoiding. 
uh, you know, we're, we're, I don't think any of us are real big uh, musical fans, but uh, it, uh, it is, you know, right? I, I don't. I actually have nothing against musicals. Um, there are there are good musicals, but you know, why do you need to remake a musical? It's yeah, been done, especially an iconic one. Correct. It is uh, iconic. It is timeless. Uh, depicting uh, Tony and Maria as the uh, the New York race war, war Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, uh, like you said, it's been done. That's um, right. It's a, the West Side Story itself is a reimagining. Yeah. Of, of a story, and now we need a Steven Spielberg produced update of a classic. And it's and the trouble with doing something like that is. If you cannot improve upon the original, just, just don't bother. But being a Spielberg production, if it's possible to for West Side Story to be even more melodramatic than it already was, Spielberg can do it. <laughs> That's true. He'll tug at those heartstrings. That's right. So, so what did you think of West Side Story? Uh, that was probably number four on my list of films I don't want to watch, right? <laughs> it was wow. like... Yeah, anyway, so, um, but it actually did, uh, it did grow on me. Within the first 15 minutes, I was, like, captivated. Um, I have not seen the original uh, West Side Story since maybe the 90s, so I don't have much of a recollection of what that looked like. Um, I'm sure diehard fans are excited, but... uh, as far as this film goes, uh, I totally got caught up in the romance between the two leads. The I forgot their names, but uh, you said Tony and Maria. <laughs> that's uh, that's the character names, yeah. The uh, okay, and I thought, I thought you were looking for the names of the actual characters, which is. Uh, Ariana DeBose is the uh, best supporting actress, uh, big favorite. Oh, really? She's a big favorite. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, it was it was good. If if you like if you like musicals, I would go see this. You know, I, I there. You know, I, I'm I'm a fan of Guys and Dolls, but. Uh, it's not like I'm gonna go watch a remake of that. So, uh, but if you like West Side Story, because even the production, even the uh, set design and set decorations were amazing. The choreography, dance, the dancing takes off right from the beginning. So, I would, I would, I would suggest people see it. Yeah, like Jay said, if, if you're gonna do, you know, redo a musical, you better, you know, make it really pop. You better uh, improve on the original, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are moments good, where it drags, but uh, it's pretty good. Uh, very good ratings on this one. Ninety-one critic score for West Side Story. Ninety-four on the fans uh, score. Yeah, if yeah, if you're gonna do a musical, it better be great basically if you're going to redo a musical um so uh, it, it better pop visually and it better be you know very tight and very crisp uh choreographed uh yeah i 
I, I'm the same uh, category as, as both of you. I have nothing against musicals. I just don't sit down and enjoy them like a lot of people, but it's not like I hate them or anything like that. Um, right. So, yeah, that, that would be low on my list of movies I, that I would want to watch as well. Um, but I admit I'm sort of intrigued just because of how big of a favorite uh, Ariana DeBose is for a supporting actress. Uh, so it makes me like, wow, this must have been a, a really great uh, performance. So I might check it out just for 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 that. Um, but yeah, as far as the actual best pictures, you are uh, on record for picking Dune. And would you say your sort of second or co-favorite was Coda? Uh, don't look up. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. and Coda is my is my pick. I, I think they're gonna re, uh, reward the. Uh, it's time to reward the deaf community this year, so they're. I think they're gonna give it to Coda. Have uh, you so, any chance? Uh, have you by any chance seen Tragedy of Macbeth with Denzel yet? No, oh, I, I didn't. I was. Uh, I, I did not see that. I, I've that really stood out when I'm you know looking down a list of the uh, best uh, best actor nominees you, you got uh these movies that are uh that people have heard of and uh you know the lucy the lucy uh, lucille ball movie uh got both of those lead actor and actresses nominated javier bardem and uh, uh there's is, is there there's two different uh lucy and uh lucille ball movies there's there's uh nicole kidman Oh, yeah, that's a different yeah, one. Yeah, Nicole Kidman as one of the Lucille Balls. Oh, yeah, there is another Lucille Ball movie. Right, I don't know I what it's called, confused. but it's not nominated. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, Javier Bardem is nominated for Being the Ricardos, uh, nominated yeah. for Best Actor, which is different from right. Lucy and Desi, which is a Nicole Kidman movie. So that's where I was like, wait. I don't know. Nicole Kidman know. was Being the Ricardos. Yeah. Oh. Okay, I, th- I thought there were two different ones out there. There are two different Lucy shows or movies, but but those Javier but, and Nicole are in the same one, being the recording. okay. The other that's, Lucy film is not nominated or is a TV show. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I really got twisted around there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Being the Ricardos is the one that got uh, both actors nominated. Uh, no, I did not see Denzel in, in Tragedy of Macbeth, but that sort of jumped out at me like, okay, I hadn't even heard that there was a Macbeth remake out there much, you know, nonetheless is with Denzel. I definitely hadn't heard that. Right. And he got nominated right. for, for best actor. Um, that, that was, that was a bit surprising. Um, did, yeah, did you get a chance started, to do that? It was up until, it was about a week ago that I even knew that movie existed. Yeah. yeah that, that was, that was one they had to have snuck in, you know, on December 30th in a, uh, 10 seat theater in in Des Moines, Iowa, uh, to, to get it under the wire for for nominated. They only have to, do they even have to go to the end of the year? I think they you you can even release a movie like in January, I think, and still get it under the wire for well, nominated. Yeah, they did that last year because of COVID. So I yeah. don't know what uh, I don't know what the rules were this year, especially with you know people more people turning up at the theater. But you can always sneak those in. Um, so anyway, 
uh, best actor odds, Will Smith is actually uh, the favorite there. Uh, it's uh, minus 800 to win for King Richard. I, again, I just, you know, he, he was fine, but like he, the, the most of the movie was him standing around making faces and grunting and then and, and ripping off farts and, and uh, okay. But uh, best ever, you know, you know, best of all the actors for this year in 2022 was that performance. I just, I have a hard time believing that I, I, my biggest Benedict Cumberbatch, I, I think it was like a, a sort of an Oscar bait performance. Like he was really, he was really acting. He was really up there trying to act and, and making his uh, every line and every facial expression, every body expression was really, you know, putting forth the acting vibe out there. So uh, maybe I should put some money on that. He's plus 450, depending on uh, what site you look at. Um, so uh best actor your uh, your 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 thoughts on that category uh you got uh Andrew Garfield is nominated for a movie called Tick Tick Boom uh you mentioned Denzel and Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos um i'm going to go with Will Smith uh i haven't seen Tick Tick Boom i think it's a musical i saw the trailer for it it's like from the creators of Rent and i hate Rent so <laughs> Oh, uh, you got a you got a friend in Jason there. You're the one you're Come on, nobody, nobody wants nobody made fun of Rent better uh, than in Team America World Police. <laughs> I was just thinking of that with the whole everyone, Lee. yeah, the whole everyone has AIDS song at yeah. the beginning of the movie. Oh my God, my brother, my sister, <laughs> my dog, my dog, yeah. the, the Pope. Every, yeah, it was yeah. yeah. That is that was for me that that was like that's the opening of the movie is this <laughs> giant musical scene from uh, what I think they called it lease lease it's called lease it was called lease yeah that was that's my recollection of rent was I don't need to see rent because I saw the first five minutes of Team America <laughs> yeah exactly. And it's, and, it's, and it's puppets. With, you know, it's performed by puppets, which makes her or marionettes or whatever. But it makes it even yes. better. If you have not seen this, Trey, you need to see this. Yes, you do. I have not you seen do. it. You have to oh. see it. It is. It's done from the creators of South Park. Okay. I don't know if that uh, sells you. <laughs> and it's a musical. It I'm, a, a musical. I'm a big South Park fan, so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm interested. I mean, it gives you the whole, you know, America, America, fuck yeah, you know, come on, that's where it all comes from. Right. Yeah. Okay. America. Great satire. Like, yeah. Great incredibly. Like the terrorists live in Egypt, so. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you, so you're on uh, with, with Will Smith for best actor. Was that you actually thought that was a, a, a the best performance or great performance, or you just think they're gonna? Yeah. It's time to give it to Will Smith. I, no, no, no. I saw Tragedy of Macbeth. I saw about half of it. Um, okay. And I still think Will Smith outacted Denzel. Um, I did see Being the Ricardos. Uh, of course, I saw Power of the Dog. So what I did not see was Tick, Tick, Boom. Doubt I will be seeing that. But uh, So I do think Will Smith is going to get it. Okay. Time out. Did I just yeah. hear someone say in 2022... 
that Will Smith outacted Denzel Washington? <laughs> now, wait, a, you know, I, I will. I did not see Tragedy of Macbeth, but I've seen a lot of a, a lot of movies with Denzel Washington, and, and, and he's a great actor. Don't get me wrong, but whether he's playing a good guy, a bad guy, it, he's just always kind of playing Denzel. <laughs> He's just kind of like he's gotten to this point where every movie you see him in, you just can't get past the fact that he's Denzel Washington. He's just like playing a version of himself. It seems like in a lot of movies. Also, uh, you know, you can't. But get it's past great, the fact it's, but, and it's all great. That's the thing. Right, that's yeah, like that's... All the act, all the acting is great, but it's all the same. But it's great. <laughs> right, I, I, I can't sense. disagree with you, Jason, but. My, I guess what I was thinking is, but it's Denzel. Yeah, True. He is yeah. Denzel, is he has he won Denzel. has he won Best Actor? Um, oh yeah. Um, he had to have. Yeah, uh, I believe he won for Glory. Was that supporting actor for Glory? Glory would have been supporting actor. He went for Malcolm X. And I, I think he, I'm pretty sure he won no. for Malcolm X for for Best Actor. No, he didn't. He, he did Malcolm X. He won for Training Day. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, that's oh, that's what they call a makeup Oscar. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's a lifetime achievement, Oscar. Yeah, exactly. King Kong's got nothing on him. (laughs) I just saw Training Day for the first time this past. Oh, uh, you actually got that joke. I did. Well, I I saw the trailers. It's a great movie, and he plays the bad guy, but he's just he just plays the same guy in every movie. He just does it great. my my takeaway from it was uh, anytime you get to make out on the screen with, with Eva Torres, you you won. You, he he won the game. Oh. So <laughs> whatever the game was, Denzel won. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you, you got Will Smith uh, out of that that uh, man. I just I, I I didn't feel it, but okay, we'll we'll see how that turns out. I I, I didn't feel it necessarily. Uh, it wasn't bad, but I I didn't. Now, did greatest. Will did Will Smith did he was he won a Best Actor did he win for Ali? No, 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 no. he has not won at all. And did I saw Will, Ali, and I didn't think he was great as, as Muhammad Ali. I thought he was okay with, with, in that one as well. No. But, uh, yeah, he okay, was cool. nominated for Ali, Pursuit of Happiness, and that's it. Yep. That's okay. those are the two nominations. Uh, yeah, there hasn't been much else that, that he would have been like you know. Oscar no, yeah. worthy. No. Uh, best actress appears to be a, a dog fight. This is a very tight category. Or a cat fight. Uh, yeah. Or a female dog fight. Uh, oh. Either way, I could really get in trouble for, for going there. But um, So they have Jessica Chastain for, her, for, for the Tammy Faye Baker movie. And there's a, that's a 2022 sentence right there. The Tammy Faye Baker movie. Um they they have her as the uh, wow. favorite, but only at, at uh, minus one forty is a very slight favorite. Um, and some heavy hitters uh, in the, uh, the as far as the other four go: Penelope Cruz is nominated, Nicole Kidman is nominated, Kristen Stewart is nominated for playing uh, Princess Diana, um, and someone named Olivia Coleman sneaks in there uh, for a nomination as well. So uh, uh, that's, a, that's a, she's been on the list before. I know she was nominated for something else. So. Oh, okay, I'm I'm not Two familiar with her work. Um, so so you got for best actress. Um, the only one I saw was being the Ricardos, so I can't say 
much about the others. I mean, uh, I don't think Jessica Jastain has a, an Oscar. I know. Uh, no, I, this might even be the first as far as nominations go. This is not a, that's not a name I've seen popping up uh, regularly. Right. Right. Okay. I don't know. I, I have not seen any of these except for Ricardo's. And I don't think Nicole should get it. <laughs> no, you you saw well, one more than me. I haven't seen any of these. You're saying it's a race between who? Uh, Jessica Chastain is the favorite, but it's really slight. Uh, like all, all five of them are, are pretty close to each other. Uh, Olivia oh. Coleman and Kristen Stewart are the long shots at plus, you know at plus eight hundred, but that's <laughs> not too bad. Nicole Kidman is plus four fifty. Penelope Cruz is plus three fifty, and Jessica Chastain is minus one forty. Okay, well, I did uh, ask my mother about Eyes of Tammy Faye, and she loved it. <laughs> okay. As far as my knowledge goes, okay, I'm the favorite. <laughs> I, I just I cannot imagine Tammy Faye Baker and Jim Baker I had a, needed to have a movie made after them, but um, right. right. You know, they, well, that, that's what I've been hearing. Is just a... <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I've been hearing Jessica Chastain is you know this is like her you know big moment. This is her chance to to bring it home. Her first nomination, I believe. So. Yeah, I think that's probably what's going to wind up uh, pulling it out. Um, but I'm a little surprised that uh, Kristen Stewart was down so low because, you know, the Princess Die story is so uh, compelling. I would have thought she would be uh, up there close to the top. But uh, no, it, it looks like it's going to be Jessica Chastain for that one. But it but it is close. It's definitely closer than any of these other nominees. Okay. Uh, best supporting actor, we uh, you, you mentioned Troy Coaster for Coda. Um, is he actually deaf? Uh, do you know, or was he just playing? Oh, uh, I saw them in interviews, and he's deaf. Okay. So I saw him on the Kelly Clarkson show, and he had to no, have a translator. Not, and he's playing well. it really good, right? Yeah, it's, it's right. method acting. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's really, really leaning into this thing. <laughs> hey, um, I I believe in the early uh, '80s, uh, Junkyard Dog in, in Mid South Wrestling down in New Orleans. Uh, I believe they had an angle where the uh, fabulous Freebirds threw uh, hair removal cream in his eyes, oh. and uh, and he walked around for like months down there in New Orleans with uh, with his eyes bandaged and sunglasses, selling the oh. uh, the attack and. and uh, really making it seem real, so you know it's it's been done. People uh, have have gone out and and made you know this back in the of course in the eighties when you you know it was still kayfabe and you had to you had to pretend you know you can't just get hurt and then walk out the door like yep I'm fine no problem. <laughs> back then that was that was a big no no. So yeah, method acting uh, you know maybe the wrestlers perfected it but uh, but it, it was done way back in the day so. Uh, Troy Coaster, actually deaf, uh, is the favorite for supporting actor at minus 600. Um, two of those Power of the Dog supporting actors uh, got nominated. Uh, the, the the young man, Cody Smith, 
McPhee um, as the uh, the second favorite at plus three hundred. Jesse Plemons, the uh, the older brother, the the one that got married, um, plus thirty five hundred. Uh, along with J.K. Simmons, nominated for being the Ricardos, uh, also plus 3,500. And then uh, Sierra Sierra Hines is one of those Irish names. I'm going to mess it up. I apologize. But uh, uh, in Belfast, uh, plus 2,000 for Best Supporting Actors. So who uh, who you got in that one? I'm going to say Troy Coatser. Okay. I saw all of these. And I liked his I liked his portrayal the best. Sierran Hines is a close second, but uh Troy was just amazing. I mean, I'm actually curious what he's like in real life because he was so crude and so, you know, inappropriate on screen. You know, t- talking to his daughter about putting a condom on and oh. it was he was very, very explicit about it in, in sign language. <laughs> <laughs> like if you didn't know sign language, you knew what he was talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah. What did J.K. Simmons play in being a Ricardo's? I'm just curious. I'm a, I'm a big J.K. Simmons fan. He played uh, Fred. Uh, oh, he was he played Fred. Okay, interesting. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about, Fred Nestle. Yeah. 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 yeah he was playing stuff. Fred. Okay. <laughs> Fred Methel. Yeah, they're the ditzy neighbors. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that's interesting. Um, and then, uh, so I can actually comment on the uh, the two Power of the Dog actors that were nominated. And uh, my my comment is, I can't imagine either one of them winning. Although the the young man, uh, Cody Smith McPhee. Yeah, I, I like that performance much better than the yeah. other supporting actor nominated Jesse Plemons because I think uh, Jesse Plemons' yeah. character was uh, – he, he had a lot to do. He had a lot – you know, he was important to the story, but I don't think he did a lot acting-wise. I think he kind of was, was sort of standing around as far as uh, acting yeah, as opposed was, to the other – I think the yeah, other actors had a lot more action, uh, you, know, as, you know, as much action as you could have in that particular – movie uh but yeah the young man uh he was he was very uh understated uh but uh very good acting very uh uh really conveyed a lot of emotions uh but you know without doing much you know just sort of a, a look here and uh and a, you know positioning of the body there um so yeah i i, I like this performance but yeah i didn't think it was gonna uh, I don't think he's going to win best uh, supporting actor necessarily, uh, especially with the, you know, again, the sympathy factor with the, with the deaf guy getting nominated. So I, I think that's his, that's his award to lose. Yeah, no, I agree that Cody McPhee would do a lot better job than Jesse Plemons. Also Jesse Plemons seemed to always be somewhere else. You know, he wasn't on screen a lot. You know, he was always right. like, Oh, I got to go to work. Yep. <laughs> and work was miles away from home. Mhm. Uh, yeah, I was I was kind of blown away when I saw two nominated for for best supporting actor. You did not have to pull Jesse Plemons and nominate him too. I mean, I, how many nominees what? you need from one movie? It, ha- it doesn't happen a lot, but you know when it does seem like that happens, they cancel each other out usually. Um, yeah. In the voting, so you know that that sort of you know paves the way for for one of these other ones and. Yeah, you guys, you guys seem to be in agreement about uh, 
about Coda. And, and that makes sense because uh, we're checking boxes. That's right. And, and, it was, and it sounds like it was a legitimately good performance. Yeah, the the way Dave describes the the character that makes me want to watch it, it sounds uh, compelling. Uh, so, Power to Dog, you got Benedict Cumberbatch, you got Cody Smith McPhee, you got Jesse Plemons. We're not done. Best supporting actress, uh, Kirsten Dunst, Power of the Dog, uh, plus six hundred behind the uh, the heavy favorite Ariana DeBose. And I and Dave, I don't know if you agree. I really don't think Kirsten Dunst needed to be nominated for Best Supporting Actress. I think her performance was wooden as hell. I just, I did not like her performance yeah. actually at all. No, no, me either. I, I find I myself just, as, I find myself as being one of these people who's never found her to be a particularly good actress, but that's just me. Yeah. No, I, she's, she's fine, but uh, she, was, she was trying to be very, I guess, uh, demure and understated and, and, uh, in this role and, and sympathetic in that regard, um, which is fine, but I don't think she pulled it off. I think she was just kind of dull. I think she was just there. Like, I, I don't even know how the, uh, uh, how Jesse Plemons character fell in love with her. Like, what did he see in her? She was just sitting there. You know? It was in the script. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Also, Jesse Plemons is actually married to Kirsten Dunst. Wait, is that right? In real life. Oh, yeah, no. I just, I just Googled that. I just Googled uh, Jesse Plemons, and I saw, oh, his spouse is Kirsten Dunst. I was like, oh, okay. So, and, and there's no chemistry. That's even better. Yeah. Yeah. That well, she, a, she very... plays an alcoholic single mom, so. Yeah. I guess she's was... trying to play no chemistry. <laughs> That's a very was damning statement by me then. Those, that married couple, I don't know what he saw in her. I don't know why they got married. <laughs> yeah. That, that sucks. Yeah, I don't know anything about Hollywood, clearly. I, did, I had no idea they were married. Um, actually, I, did, I didn't know anything about Jesse Blimmons before this movie. I never heard of him. Um, but uh, so Best Supporting Actress, you got uh, this uh, Lost Daughter movie, got another nominee, uh, Jesse Buckley. That's the big underdog. Uh, you mentioned Judy Dench, uh, the, the dame in Belfast. Uh, Anjanue Ellis playing the uh, mother of the Williams sisters and King Richard. Um, and I can speak on that performance because I saw it. Um, I liked it. Best supporting actress. No, but I, I liked it. It was good. She, 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 she was a good, she's a good actress and, and she did well in that role. But uh, and, and I, I guess I liked her better than Kirsten Dunst. So there's that, but um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So she's plus eighteen hundred. Judy Dench is plus twenty five hundred. And uh, again, Ariana, Ariana DeVos for West Side Story, the big favorite at minus sixteen hundred. Um, I, I assume you're just going to say it's, it's going to be Ariana DeVos. Uh, but the other question I wanted to ask is, we've we've gotten into this uh, every now and then uh, when we talk about uh, actor, best actor, and best supporting actor, and best uh, actress, best. Should that have been a supporting actress nomination for Ariana DeVos, or was that more of a lead actress? Wait. Was she Maria? Isn't that, right. Isn't that the main character? No, that, that, that's, I think that's, I think they're backdooring someone into an easier to win category. Yeah. Does that seem like what's going on to you, uh, you two, Dave? Um, Ariana DeBose plays the best friend to. Oh, oh she doesn't okay. play Maria. No. She plays the best uh, the best friend to the main character. 
Okay. Um, which she does play. Uh, you said Ariana's the favorite. Yeah, huge favorite, minus sixteen hundred. That's why I assumed that was uh, that she was playing Maria. Yeah, no, she yeah, oh. she uh, and she does a really great job. She you she she plays like a, you know a street Puerto Rican young lady, and she plays it so well. You know, like oh you she he break, he's gonna break your heart. I'm gonna break his face kind of shit. You know. <laughs> um, okay. But. Uh, so I could see that uh, she had to play a woman who is very aggressive. These other women, uh, maybe uh, Ingenue, Alice, maybe a close second. I haven't seen yep. Lost Daughter, so uh, yeah. Judy Dunst wasn't in Belfast that too uh, too much. Kirsten Dunst was a lot had a bigger. Uh, presence in power of the dog than Judy Dench did. Right. And even then, you know, Kristen wasn't in power of the dog that much. Yeah, she wasn't in it that much. And then when she was there, she was kind of there. So I, I don't know. Right. That definitely seems uh, to be the movie that, 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 that piled up the uh, nomination. Yep, Definitely. Um, and Jane Campion, speaking of piling up nominations, seems to be the big big favorite to win Best Director uh, for Power of the Dog. She's minus 4,000, uh, depending on where you want to look for that. Wow. Um, wow. Give it to her. <laughs> uh, and the uh, also-rans, the other nominations, uh, Risuke Hamaguchi for Drive My Car, Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, Spielberg for West Side Story and Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza seem to all be uh, playing runner-up for Jane Campion. I'm. I think it'll be right, Suki Hamaguchi. Okay. For Drive My Car, only because uh, it must have been difficult to direct people of all different languages. There was like someone who spoke Mandarin and Chinese. I mean. Mandarin and Japanese and English and sign language and one character who didn't speak at all. So. Okay. Um, well, that, that's the, that's the biggest thing. That, that's if you really believe in that, that's definitely the one you want to go out and put money on. It's plus 2,200. If you think uh, you guys going to bring <laughs> that home. But, but again, as we've been talking about, a lot of these awards are just kind of set up for, you know, this is who is going to get it, not necessarily who should get it. But this is uh, this is this is uh, the night for Jane Campion to get the award for Best Director, whether that was actually the Best Directed Movie or not. Right, right. And seeing that movie, uh, I actually would have no problem at all if she got Best Director. Again, that's a very beautiful movie, very uh, visually stunning uh, they, depicting Montana, but it was all filmed in New Zealand, and it's just expansive. Like you, everywhere you look is is just uh, you know beautiful mountains and and uh, sunsets and countryside, and uh, it, it was it was very well done, and uh, the direction was uh, very well done. Of course, the uh, splitting it up by chapters um, and really setting, you know, each piece up as its own story. Um, and it, I think it is 
was a, a great choice to do that. It's a, it's a, an easier story to follow when he when he did it that way. If they did it just straight through with no chapters, I think it would have been uh, even more confusing um, and, and harder to follow um, and, you know, than it already was. So uh, I have no problem at all giving uh, Jane Campion that award. Um, but yeah, these other movies that were nominated, I'm I it, did not think this was the greatest feel. Just looking at the trailers, um, there weren't, you know, that year that it was what, Moonlight and uh, um, the movie that they said won but actually didn't win was the La La Land. Um, the, yeah, yeah. Years like that, that was were a musical. Just, just like but it didn't win. Well, it, it, they announced it as winning, but it actually didn't right. win. It finished second. So there's years like that where it seemed there's more there's some years as you can see four five six movies that have a, a shouting chance of of winning and there's actually really uh good you know uh uh nominees you know like you just, okay I can see why that was nominated for best Picture. okay I can see why that was nominated and just to me is only seemed like a few that I could that I looked at oh I yeah I can definitely see that uh, why that was nominated for best picture I can definitely see that one but some of these others uh, yeah, the the licorice pizza one I don't know uh, that's a movie I would have said should have been nominated uh, in a normal year like you know when they had the, the five nominees uh, Nightmare Alley I think would have been picked off as one of those uh, nominees uh, in a normal year they they wouldn't have uh, they wouldn't have bothered putting that up there. Um, and uh, drive my car. Uh, when did we start nominating, uh, you know, Japanese and Korean movies for Best yeah. Picture? We didn't start. We didn't start doing also, that until they went to this nine it, and ten picture thing. Yeah, and then it also gets nominated for uh, foreign film. Yeah, which if it doesn't win that, then you really got an issue. <laughs> You're in trouble if the movie that got nominated for Best Overall Picture doesn't win the other category, but you know, what would be quote unquote lesser category. Right. Right. So that's same thing in, telegraphed. Same thing in a year when, when one of those uh, animated pictures gets nominated for best picture and they're yeah. also nominated for, for best animated pictures. Like if that doesn't win best animated picture, yeah. you so really got rare. an issue with it trying to win best picture. Yeah. So rare to see an animated movie get nominated for best picture. That hasn't happened in a, think of a long time beauty and the beast no it's been happening it's the same thing as nominating these uh japanese movies it didn't used to get nominated but now when you got nine ten ten movies every year uh you start deciding oh yeah we can pull some other uh nominees in yeah. too. There's def- there was definitely an animated movie nominated uh either last year or the recently year before. okay yes definitely for best wow. i remember talking about it I don't remember which one it was, but I remember talking about it. <laughs> You're saying for best picture? Yeah, I, I do not remember, um, but but I definitely remember us uh, discussing it because the same thing. It was nominated for best animated picture too, and we're like, it, it was like you know oh, minus six thousand yeah, right. or something to win best animated now you picture. You got me like, wondering which one it was. Yeah, I'm 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 I'm, I'm having trouble remembering uh, which one it might have been. Because I, uh, we've been doing this show for a long time. I know we've been doing it as long as uh, as the actual podcast is nine years now. 
crazy. Yeah, so I'm going back through all of them. I haven't. I'm, I'm all the way back to uh, 2019, and I haven't found one yet. The only one that springs to my mind, I believe, was a Beauty and the Beast. Um, was nominated for Best Picture. It's the last one I remember, which I think might have been one of the only ones. And I forget what year that would have been. There could be yeah, one. I'm, I'm, I'm looking. I'm, I'm well, with you. I'm, I'm interested as okay. well. What was the name of it? Which one? I thought, I one thought I David remember? just said it. Oh. No, I thought, I thought David just said. Oh, no, no, no. I was saying uh, I don't think there. I don't think there was one. Or no, I said I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. I will now. I will. I will now look. Animated movie. <laughs> no way. Nah. Animated movie nominated for best picture. Here's the list. It's probably going to be very short. Okay. Um, best picture. Okay, so the the, the there's only been three ever. Um, first one was Beauty and the Beast, and then Up was nominated for best picture. And Toy Story 3 was nominated for Best Picture. So that was 2010 was the last time. which I, I don't think that would have made it onto the show. <clears throat> no, it wouldn't have. I could have swore we talked about it, though. Uh, one of these fast shows that there was an animated movie nominated. Huh. Yeah, no, the three uh, the three nominated. Yeah, so three of them, uh, those were the three. Beauty and the Beast, Up, and Toy Story 3. All excellent movies. That, that Any one of those three would belong on this list this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could have swore we we talked about maybe it was uh, maybe I'm thinking of like best director. I think maybe there was uh, yeah. And I know we've talked about animated movies in the past. I just think we might have just been talking about best animated picture. Um, category because I know I was a year there was a year I was very adamant about one of them that I just knew was going to win um, but we don't mm-hmm. that's not a category we talk about very much no it's not but uh, I, I think I remember what the deal was it wasn't that uh, an animated film was nominated for best picture it must have been that a director was nominated for best director and it was an ah, animated film uh, that, that's possible too but, but I know we were talking about something uh, regarding well, if it's nominated for best this and it doesn't win best animated, oh, <laughs> yeah, in the best in the best animated com, com uh, category, but it's nominated for best overall something else. So, uh, must have been director uh, and, and not best picture. So, but yeah, um, nine years uh, we've been on the air, and I'm pretty sure every year we've had uh, Dave on doing the Oscar preview. Yeah, and, well, it's a, yeah. It's, the right of it, it it's a ritual at this show now it is just like the uh, the wrestling uh, show the wrestlemania preview with jerry which is scheduled for this coming monday right and uh, we're all lined up for that right so we've got we're confirmed we got jerry coming jerry is uh on board again for monday that's absolutely correct and um, i'll have watched absolutely no wrestling this whole last year there you go fits right in <laughs> but and, and I'll, but the thing about wrestling is i'll still be able to talk intelligently about it because it's all the same people. Yes. With all the same storylines. 
Yes. Pretty much. Hey, but I did see that Triple H just retired. Yeah, that's uh, wrestling retirements are. Uh, yeah, uh, they're like Tom Brady <laughs> retirements, right? Tom <laughs> Brady. I'm just thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know how to put it, but that's a very good way of putting it. Is uh, they're like Tom Brady retirements. You take them seriously until they unretire, until it's no longer something to take seriously. So until he comes running out of the tunnel and his actually, I'm sorry, before his music comes on. Yeah. And then he comes right out of the tunnel. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, King. Oh, my God. It's Triple H. It's, uh, it, yeah, he'll, he'll be back. They, they all come back. They all retire, but they eventually they all uh, they all come back. So, Dave, what's, uh, what's been going on with you? You're still uh, down in Texas, I understand. Yeah, still here in Texas. Texas? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what uh the temporary are you uh looking to get back to chicago anytime soon not soon but uh hopefully one day i get back to chicago hmm. yeah uh, and 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 your mom's down there with you and you are you guys with your a sister or in a different place? No, uh, I'm here with my sister. My mother lives in Arizona. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, my my mother lives in Arizona with her sister. And right now she's visiting. Uh, okay. My mother is visiting from Arizona as we speak. She'll be here to like uh, next week. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what got me twisted up. I just saw pictures of your uh, sister and her husband and your mother all, you know, out out to dinner. So I yeah. thought she was living down there with all with, with all y'all, but she's visiting. Okay, I got it now. Well, it's uh, good to see you guys on on pictures there, um, and definitely good to to catch up with you tonight. I, I definitely owe you uh, a drink or a dinner or something for coming on to uh, always do the show. I just don't know when we're going to catch up again with, you know, the area of the era of COVID and you in Texas and all that stuff, but right. uh, we'll, we'll figure it out somewhere down the line. Yeah. Yeah. We, I don't think yeah. we'd have an Oscar show. Like if, if, if without, without Dave. No, certainly not. No, we, he, we, we'd be talking about three movies this year that I saw and we'd be talking about zero movies usually uh, that, that neither one of us had seen. I saw 20 minutes of Dune. So, oh, you know, that's more than you usually see for these. And it's not like and I didn't hate right? it. I was just like I'd already seen the original Dune, right. and I sat through that. I mean, you want to talk about sitting through something? Sit through the original David Lynch Dune, and yeah, uh, if you're familiar with David Lynch movies, and he did that movie, it, it's it's something <laughs> else. It's definitely unique. I, I still am uh, trying to figure out Blue Velvet. I saw Blue Velvet many years ago, and I'm still trying to figure out what the hell was that. Yeah, uh, yeah, you got a David, David Lynch is an acquired uh, acquired taste as far as movies go. Yeah, well, and then TV too, the, the Twin Peaks, which Twin I never Peaks. got yeah. into that. Yeah. But you know what? It, we need people like that. If, if if everything was the same, then it would be very dull. We need the uh, the creative minds to shake things up and do things differently. Uh, so I'm, I'm 
all for that. I'm I'm just not for things where I watch it for two hours and I go, what the hell was that? I, I don't oh. know what I just watched. <laughs> <laughs> that about right. sums it up. Yep. Uh, Dave's Oscar picks are uh, on the board and officially listed in this podcast for everybody to keep track of and uh, play the uh, the Oscar games if they want to. You did uh, have Jessica Chastain for, for Best Actress or... Was that Supporting uh, yeah. Actress or Best Actress? Best Actress. That was Actress. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Jessica Chastain. Um, and he's got uh, Dune for Best Picture. We're, we're on record for all of that, so we'll see how that plays out tomorrow. Um, the who, who are the three hosts for the for the Oscars? It's uh, there's three. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Hall, I believe, and uh, uh, and Amy Schumer for for some reason. Yeah. And, uh, and Wanda Sykes. And Wanda Sykes is the third, who's uh, she's very funny. I, I really like Wanda Sykes. She's uh, she she can rip off some lines there that, that might get them kicked off of network TV. But, <laughs> uh, so yeah, they they I, I don't know if that's going to be uh, the the thing from this point forward. Have three or uh, they might have just did that because they're just fi- having trouble finding one person that that wanted to uh, carry the whole show like that, but. But yeah, they got three. Well, they know that they, they need to have three then, because that way, if one of them has an old tweet that's dug up, then they got two. Well, if they're getting that's for the draft. That's for the draft uh, show that we have coming up. When we get people who have <laughs> old tweets dug out from oh, when they were in high school. You know, we haven't had one of those in a while, or we haven't had like the weed guy all of a sudden the day of the draft. You know, or the remember that was that Laramie Tunsil we had that one draft. Yeah. You know, and then, or, yeah. Then it became, and then it became uh, guys, you know, tweeting out rap lyrics. That that became a thing in the draft for for a while too. Everyone is getting savvier. Everyone is getting smarter yes. about that shit. You, know, you get to a level where you think you even might be drafted. They're sending some people into your your social media and say, "Okay, we got to clean this delete, up, that up. We got to delete, delete yeah. that. We got to." Make sure yeah, no gonna... one ever sees the light of day on, on this. And so they're, they're getting rid of a, a lot of that stuff earlier and earlier. That's responsible. Yeah, you got to do it. You got to be smart. More responsible man. would be not doing it the first place, but, you know. But they're 14, 15, 16-year-olds. So. Exactly. This is, these are teenagers doing stupid shit. And the one thing you can always bank on is teenagers are going to do stupid shit. Dave, can you imagine if we had cell phones when we were 14, 15 years oh. old? Shit we oh, my God. Yeah. The Dre, stuff what's that this, we what's got this into. tweet? It says, hashtag, wow, look at those tits. <laughs> I, I, man, it wouldn't even be the tweet. I'd have whipped out the phone and taken a picture of them. Oh, that was, no. that's, how, that's how beautiful they were, man. The first day of, of high school. Oh. I, Dave, I get there and some girl walks by and look, I just got off of, you know, seventh and eighth grade uh, at, at Ogden Elementary and all these, you know, flat chested Gold Coast chicks. And I got to Whitney Young High School and I was like, oh my God. And I, I just, so we're on lunch. Me and Jason are on lunch. Yeah, we're walking, uh, walking to the pizza the, truck when they still had the pizza to, truck out there. Walking to the, to the pizza truck and some girl walked by with just a gorgeous pair of breasts and 
I just said out loud with zero uh, no filter, uh, with, with no pool, with no <laughs> no no idea that I was saying this out loud. Just wow, look at those tits, just just like that. <laughs> Jason looked back at me like, dude, yeah, pretty much. We're in public, man. What the hell are you doing? I, uh. I, I didn't understand. I didn't. You know, I did. I've never really had any cool anyway. But back then, it was oh my god, it was even. It was, it was even that worse. was 1990. So you've yeah. been forgiven. It's 32 years ago. I think you've been forgiven. Uh, that we we Maybe. can't find the girl. I don't remember which girl that was. So no, I, I, I honestly couldn't tell you who it was. Uh, it, it, it was it was Whitney Young in 1990. There were a lot of girls with great tits there. So that's, well, I was already uh, desensitized. I'd already been going there for two years. But even if I you had that. Yeah, but even if you hadn't, you would have never said something like that out loud. Cause... Uh, no, that that's correct. <laughs> that's I didn't. Yeah, there, there, yeah, yeah. I, I would have. I, I mean, you can still have your inner monologue, right? <laughs> um, no, yeah, yeah. I you, always you had did. an outer one. I didn't have an inner one. No, I just said whatever was yeah. on my mind, which was part of that the problem. That was the first day of school. Yeah. Yep. First day. You and I somehow managed to have the same lunch period, uh, for all the years <laughs> we were young. And, yeah, uh, and but I managed not to say that again, at least. So at least uh, I figured yeah, that yeah. Out. Well, you know, you learned. Live and learn. Yeah, live and learn. <laughs> but no, if we had cell phones, I, I would have just whipped it out and started, you know, live streaming on Facebook. Like, guys, this is my first day at Whitney Young High School. You can't believe the tits that I'm seeing here. Look at this one. Oh man, we got in so much trouble. Then I would have oh, gotten on the school bus uh, before that, and uh, it would have—I I, I wouldn't just be in trouble; I'd be in jail if I'd have, uh, they had cell phones back then and on the school bus. But anyway, that's, that's a whole other story. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we won't talk about. You weren't that. there. You weren't there. You can't prove a thing. Exactly. <laughs> Dave, we have taken up uh, enough of your time. We once again want to thank you for coming on and doing the Oscars preview once again. Always great to have you on and great to catch up with you, and we will definitely talk to you again down the road. All right. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, thank uh, you. Dave, the movie expert, as always, knocking it out of the park with the Oscars preview. Yeah, I, right. I can't believe you know the, you know the years past we've had five movies, seven movies. This year we've got ten, and he saw them all. He he did. He saw every last one of them. Um, I think most years he sees all of them. You know, he might have saw all except for like one or two last year, something like that. But uh, yeah, he got out and and he did what you have to do to see them all. Now it's a little easier these days with, with streaming. Yeah, yeah, uh, because COVID making it uh, much easier to just put these movies on, you know, on streaming services, on the internet, uh, on cable systems. Uh, so many of these movies, obviously, uh, are, are you're, you're able to pick them up on streaming yeah. right now, as opposed to back in in our day when it would get released in the theater and then you might have to wait until the, the well, next yeah, summer like, before. Yeah, before it was I, I know on for video. sure that. What West Side Story, uh, what Power of the Dog, Dune, and Don't Look Up, I mostly thought of as just streaming movies because Dune went straight to HBO Max at the, at the same time that it released in theaters. And uh, I was compl- completely convinced that Power of the Dog was just a Netflix movie. I didn't even know that went to the theaters. 
it might have been a Netflix movie. I I believe uh, it was, and also um, Don't Look Up is is also a, a Netflix movie. Yeah, uh, right. And you know that just shows you the quality though that they're producing from these streaming services now. I mean, they really are. It it does really feel like it's. You know, you, you don't need to go to the movies. It's like I can go upstairs. Right. I'm, in, I'm in my little basement uh, set up down here. I mean, I can go upstairs. I've got a you know 65 inch OLED. I mean, it's beautiful. T- Why do I need to go to the movies when I can watch that? Especially, especially after COVID, like there's just right. no reason to go back after you know. I think I've been to the theater once in the last six months. Once. Right. And that's only because uh, you have children. I'm pretty sure that was something you took the kids to see. Uh, yeah, we took them to see Spider-Man, which was very good. Yeah. Oh, and I took so them last you... year to see uh, Godzilla. Okay, so, so here you go. N- neither one of those movies uh, was up for Best Picture. <laughs> and neither one of them, if you didn't have kids, you wouldn't be going out to the theater and, and going to see uh, Not so fast. I, I would have gone to see Godzilla for sure. Oh, I'm okay. A big fan of the big guy. All right. And uh, you know, actually, I might have gone to see Spider-Man as well. Was I, I? It was actually a very good movie. Okay. It wasn't best picture worthy, but it was very good. And well, sometimes just... that's that's where to me going to the movies still makes a difference. Is if you if it's the spectacle type movie, I'm not going right. to see these. I'm not going to see the talky, you know, talky <laughs> cowboy movies. On the big, I don't need to go see it. I'm not laying down ten bucks plus popcorn and the family of four for cowboys talking on the screen. Yeah. I'm, and I'm yeah. not going for just about any reason. There's no movie that comes out that I say, I have to go see that in the theater. I, Every right. single movie. <laughs> I can wait. Uh, yeah. And now you don't hardly have to wait at all. Exactly. Because in some cases, you don't out, have to wait at Yeah, all. movies come out at the theater, and then it's six, eight weeks later, they're available to download. Yep, in a lot of cases, even quicker than that. So it's, yeah. it's a different world. So shame on me. Uh, I, I honestly didn't even know what movies were like nominated for Best Picture until I looked at the list tonight. I don't know until I look at the list either. I have no idea. And usually uh, it's a bigger news item when they get nominated. Which is why I'm like, how did I miss that? You know, I mean, I have Twitter. I I, I read the news. I must have just completely spaced on on the best picture. Otherwise, I might have actually tried to watch a movie or two of these because they're so accessible. We'll we'll see next year. I really didn't think it was that great of a year for nominees. I don't Uh, know if you're missing much. No, I was looking as I was looking back as I was hunting for animated movies. Um. And I went back through like the last five or six years. I was like, man, those were, you know, now looking back, those were some really good years. And there were less movies. And I think that's part of it. There's a, I think this is, there's some dilution going on right now. I agree. Uh, When you try to pick 10, maybe no different than if they tried to do 10 best actors or, you know, 10's too many. 10's a lot. Yeah. That's, that's way too many. Yeah. Uh, maybe it'll be a better crop next year. Well, maybe there was uh, with COVID still going on. Maybe it's just harder to make uh, a lot of good movies. Uh, there's only so many uh, actors to go around. It, you know, if, if some are not coming out because of the COVID, if uh, other you know directors and whatnot. Is, yeah, uh, I don't know if it's like with the sports where they're getting a lot of actor opt outs. 
I don't know. I'm sure there are some. I'm sure there's some that are just like, I ain't leaving the house because I don't know what the hell's going on out here. Uh, just like in the in the real world, yeah. Some people that are that are like that. So, so we get to turn around we'll and do this uh, in two days. We come right back on Monday night uh, with our WrestleMania preview. There's one uh, small change in how we usually do that. Oh. I decided uh, because usually I make us wait until 10:30 Central, 11:30 Eastern. Because oh yeah, I forgot about WWE, that. WWE uh, always did a, an overrun for their Raw of uh, ten o'clock, and so I didn't want to go on the air with the show with the, with Raw still going. I don't know if they do that overrun anymore. I, I must admit I don't watch Raw every uh, every Monday. I don't think they do that overrun thing. Um, I don't think WWE is that big of a deal for for USA Network anymore. I don't think they uh, allow them to go over like that. Uh, you know. They they got their other shows that they want to run after Raw right. is over. So uh, whether they have an overrun or not, we're going to just start at 10 o'clock Central. 10 o'clock. Um, what station is that on? Is that still USA? USA. Okay, because mm-hmm. I have Sling still. Okay. So I'll just watch that. I mean, I get home from work at 8 o'clock, so I'll at least be able to watch from 8 to 10. Yeah. yeah we, um, there, there's no reason to... 7? Starts at seven um, and, and ends at ten, and even if they go over, it's only going to be you know a few minutes to no three, yeah, to no five. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, Back in the I'm, old pil- days. I'm I'm piling it on now. I got Duke into the final four. Jeez, yeah, you you really are. It's <laughs> cut it out. You, you already killed me <laughs> twice, two years in a row. Man, now, you now, have to watch out. You're going to go like Jalen Rose on me here soon. Next time I see you. <laughs> Dewan Howard gonna smack you upside. Oh, Dewan Howard, yeah, not Jalen. Yeah. You're gonna go Jawan Howard on me when when you come up for the draft. You're gonna be all like trying to get up. Man, you just beat the hell out Bullshit. of you. Bullshit. <laughs> beat me in the bracket <laughs> without watching any basketball. That's the thing. You ain't watch shit. Oh man, <laughs> killing me. Oh, and then we we got uh, baseball coming up after that. Uh, yeah. So I would assume. I mean, baseball starts. Christ. Uh, First week in April. April 7th? Yeah. April 6th? Yeah, I think it's a Thursday the 7th. So Yeah, our Thursday pre- the 7th. So I would say, uh, for purposes of my sanity, we would do a <laughs> Tuesday night, I believe. That's fine. Tuesday, that would be Tuesday the 5th, mm-hmm. um, would be that show. For our baseball preview. Baseball preview, yeah. And then I've got a. Then we're then we're going to Chicago. And I'll see you that weekend. Yeah, there's a chance. I am trying to work on it. I might actually end up in Chicago. I might end up staying that second night. Ah, okay. I'm working on it. I don't know yet, but for sure I'll be there Friday night. I might try to make it Friday night and Saturday night. And once so once I know, which I'll probably know in the next few days, that I'm going to book, uh, do all the booking for the lodging and stuff. So. Things are fluid, as they say. Yeah, for sure I'll be there Friday, possibly Friday, Saturday. Okay. Sounds good. I'm just still hanging on and waiting for uh, Southwest to text me and say that they've changed the flight and fucked up all my plans because I got oh. everything planned out right now for, for getting to Chicago uh, unless they change plans because I'm, I'm I'm planning to work Friday and then that Friday and then oh, just okay. and, and drive Does to the airport happen? and hop they, on the plane. Do they do that? Change the uh, flights? Yeah. 
all the time. Oh, all the time. Oh, you, I, didn't, I did not know that. Uh, just because it's so uh, there's so fewer people flying, especially in the you know in the last couple of years with COVID. Yeah. Um, you know, get to a certain point and you, you see you're not going to have that many people on the flight. Yeah, we'll just cancel it, and, and then they oh. send you the email and the text and say your flight has been moved to such and such time, and you were planning to fly out at three in the afternoon. Now it's six in the morning. Congratulations. So, wow. I'm just, I'm just I, I haven't flown. Like I haven't flown anywhere since. Oh God, I couldn't even tell you. Uh, well, you're not the biggest fan of flying. Vegas. I think Vegas might be the last time I flew anywhere. The the Vegas trip that was, was six years ago, right? Six years ago. I think that was the last time I was on a plane. Wow. Okay. I haven't had a reason to go anywhere else. Yeah. We drove no, to I'll... Santa Fe, so imagine that. We we actually drove to New Mexico. When we went no, out I there, I can't imagine that. That's, that's that was crazy. Cool. We just we were just we just got back from Cincinnati. We drove to Cincinnati. Um, that was nine. That's nine hours. Um, yeah, yeah. So that we just got back on Thursday from visiting my dad. So not too many people take their spring break in Cincinnati. <laughs> so you've had plenty of family vacations in the last six years. You just drive to all of them. Uh, yeah, yeah. We did Branson last year. We drove there. That was a longer drive. Uh, so Cincinnati didn't seem so bad. We stopped in Chicago on the way home. I mean, we so we, you know we got some, we had some Portillos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. Oh. I didn't send you a Always picture of my, of my beef. I didn't send you a picture of the beef. Yeah. I didn't Always do the like what I usually. I just did a straight Italian beef sandwich with cheese. With sweet peppers, you know, my, my, my I, I went a little different than what I usually would get from there, um, and it was I'm so sure good. It was all good. Oh man, man, <laughs> my kids loved it, and my kids loved the cheeseburgers from there, which are very good. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, so we'll be up there. That'll be uh, that'll be fun. I mean, first time, geez, be the first time I've seen you in three years. Yeah, uh, three or four years. That's right. And you get your. You'll have your pen, make sure you have the pen pointing at one thing and the finger pointing at another, so I don't know what you're doing. I really love this player. That one? No, I... the other one. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have our different things that we get into and make fun of uh, different guys making their picks that they don't think they're telegraphing who they like, but they're, they're really telegraphing who they oh, like. Oh man. Yeah. I missed uh, that last, last year though. We didn't really get that as easily. We, we used to, there were still teams that were doing it over the virtual. I mean, there, right. Wait, Cause you just know, it's just, just some teams that it's easy to bid them up and you know, who their guys mm-hmm. are. Uh, they don't have the poker thing going. Like, you know, you, I try to bid on everybody, but I'll eventually drop out at a point, but you'll have these teams that don't bid at all. They're out on everybody, and then all of a sudden somebody, and then all of a sudden they perk up, and they're like, "Oh, oh yeah, and then, oh, yeah." Like that guy started bidding. Oh yeah. well, you know he yeah. loves him. It's easier him. when you're there in person because then the paper starts shuffling, uh-huh. and then they, you know they're all, oh, 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 they're, they're all perked up, and they're yeah, and they're just like, "Oh, they want this guy." Okay, then everybody knows that you want that guy. Oh man, no, I'm I missed that. So I'm gonna be I'm excited to do that. One of these days, I'll have to talk to you because you know just to go over the team and stuff. Because I got some questions on some guys. You know, I got some guys are up for extensions and stuff, which I don't do a lot of. You know that. Um, yeah. But yeah, 
I got a couple guys that I'll, I'm considering it with. So I'll talk to you about that. Yeah, you you do it sometimes. You don't never do it. So, but I don't do it often. I've, I've gotten no. burned by it more than I've ever been rewarded for it. Yeah, we won't talk about Josh Phelps. Oh, uh, you know he's not even the worst. So, and then there's guys <laughs> I didn't extend where it's like I should have and I didn't. Well, so if only you knew. So yeah, no, but yeah, when you when I'm sitting there, uh, and I've got Marcus Simeon. Mm, yeah, that's a real interesting And one. he's nineteen dollars on my roster. Yeah. So, I mean, he's worth more. But that, that's the conversation you got to have, and the thoughts you have to go through is: Did he, is is this sustainable? What he's been doing, or was that a contract push? Yeah. Or that, that's, I don't know. That, you don't know. You got Texas. Right, that's park park effects. That's another conversation. Yeah, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. So yeah, so I've got another guy too, but we'll talk about it later. Yeah. All right, we are in the after after show. We've been doing going on so long. Yeah, so we'll, we're about uh, to get snipered. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whoever's listening is like, okay, that's enough of this shit. We're, we're going to cut them off. All right, we are back in two days, Monday night for our WrestleMania 38 review with Jerry, the wrestling expert. We are on at 10 p.m. Central, not 10.30 as we usually are, uh, 11 p.m. Eastern uh, for another hot uh, live hour and whatever after show we get into after that, previewing all that's going on in WWE, which most of it you can already guess if you, because <laughs> even if you don't watch the products, <laughs> you pretty much know what's going on. Uh, so we always look forward to that. All right, anything else before we go? No, no, I'm done. <laughs> he is Jay. I am Dre. This has been Kings of Non Sequitur, the Oscars preview show, the off-season version of a much less detailed podcast. Thank you all for listening. Check out the Oscars tomorrow night if you so choose, and keep up with Dave's picks and my picks as well, which were pretty much all the same except for uh, a couple of different picks that we diverged on. Um, and we'll be right back here in two nights, Monday night, for our WrestleMania preview. Talk to you then. <laughs>